0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Oh, God, you're good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it. Go ahead. Take a few minutes right here. Let's magnify him together. Oh, let us exalt his name together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I'm, I appreciate being able to be in church tonight thank you pastor once again for the opportunity to to be behind this sacred desk here and give honor to pastor hilton and, and brother hilton and brother golf yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you faithful saints thank you lord thank you lord you can be seated just got a little something that I want to get off my chest before I get on into my message here tonight. As a lot of you know, some of you don't, I did not grow up in the church. And as the service was going on tonight, I just wanted to convey something, bring something to the surface, and present it. And that is that the biggest hindrance. Of me getting into church. Was myself. You see. <laughs> growing up in. denominational churches. You. Fall in line with tradition. You fall in line with. With doctrines of tradition and so when truth is presented to you it looks so out of kilter that you're like what? I can remember when uh, my buddies and I'd get together we'd talk about the church and we'd say do you hear those people speak in tongues? We talk about you. We do. Man, when they said that, I said, oh, man, that's got to be the devil. (laughs) Speaking in tongues I never heard of that. But over time, tradition didn't help me. You see, I was going here yonder and thither trying to find that satisfaction, Brother Goff. I was searching and, and I thought that, well, maybe this, this here would bring me that happiness I'm searching for and I would give it my best and I would acquire that what I thought was going to bring me happiness only to find out over time that it was empty. And I was still stuck in the same old rut of sin that I was in before. Tradition. Can I ask somebody here tonight, what has tradition done for you? Someone's listening online, can I ask you, what's tradition done for you? Has it brought you that complete happiness that you've been searching for? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Has it brought you that relief? That relief you're looking for? I know what it's like. I know what it's like to carry it. It's a heavy, heavy burden. But, oh, friend, when you find truth, the truth shall make you free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift our hands to him right now. Oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I tell you, can I tell you online, just let the tradition go. Trust the word of God. Put your trust in the word of God. Put your, hey, 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 put your trust in the word of God. Hallelujah, not tradition, but the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now moving on to part two, hallelujah, if you would turn with me tonight to Ephesians chapter two, verses 19 through 22, Ephesians chapter two, verses 19 through 22, and before I read this scripture here tonight, I want to say something. To the saints here, it's not your ability that's important. It's not your ability that's important. It's your availability. If you're available, God will use you. So oh, A lot of times we think we got, we got to have all our ducks in a row before God can use us. No, all he needs is somebody willing. OJT, on-job training. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be available. Don't worry about your ability. Man, if I worried about my ability, I wouldn't be right here right now. I guarantee you that. That's for sure. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22 says, Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, But fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together. For an habitation of God through the Spirit, bringing your attention into verse 21 in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple. Hey, church, I want to talk to you tonight. We've been framed. Hallelujah. Let's pray. God, we thank you for all that you're doing. Hey, God, you take over, God. I'm stepping out of the way and let you have your way in this service tonight, God. Let your anointing, let your anointing flow in this house here tonight, God. Oh, that's it, Saints. That's it, Saints. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Talk to him, Lord. Oh, God, you're able, Lord, you're able. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Turn to your neighbor and look him in the eye and says, I've been framed. You can be seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the construction of any building, the most important element is the foundation. Without a strong foundation, the integrity of the building is in jeopardy. doesn't matter how well the construction above this foundation is done, how strong everything is, If that foundation isn't strong, isn't sure, over time, that constructed building will suffer. Did a little looking at the Empire State Building and something that kind of helped us to get our eyes on on foundation a little bit. It says the entire steel framework that supports the Empire State Building in accordance with the construction criteria of the time, is covered with concrete and bricks. The total weight of the building is estimated to be 365,000 tons, resting on foundations laid to a depth of 55 feet 8 inches and made up of 210 pillars. The building is 1,000. 250 feet tall. Hallelujah. Talking about a foundation. Talking about a foundation. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20 again says, And you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This foundation that Paul was referring to was the foundation of the church which was built on the apostles and the prophet with Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. But Brother Nelson, what is the significance, what is the purpose of that cornerstone? Well, I'm glad you asked me tonight because I come here to hopefully tell you. In relation to architecture, a cornerstone is traditionally the first stone laid for a structure. With all other stones laid in reference... A cornerstone marks the geographical location by orienting the building in a specific direction. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. The entire foundation takes, the entire the entire, the entire foundation takes its direction from the reference of the cornerstone. Matthew chapter 16 verse 14 says, And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some say Elias, some Jeremias and one of the prophets. Jesus, he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Talking about a building tonight. Talking about that building on a foundation that is sure and steadfast. Hallelujah. The toil in the... And the effort that was made to just build a building in New York City called the Empire State Building. They went 55 feet, 8 inches into the ground to get down to solid footing. Because they knew the weight of that building, Pastor, was going to be such that they would need a shore. A shore footing to make sure that that building integrity would hold sure. Church, I'm here to tell you, no matter what comes your way. No matter what comes your way, you've got a foundation that stands assured.
1: Hallelujah. Let the winds blow. Let the rains come. Let my foundation stand assured tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let COVID come. Let Omicron come. Let, let the variants come. I don't care. My foundation, my hope, my hope, my hope is in him. Oh, let's give him a hand clap of praise. Oh, that's it, that's it. You're on the winning side tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you see how tradition won't fit into that equation? Hey.
0: As I work the other day, as I work at Friday, sitting in my office, doing my thing. On the phone with one of my subcontractors talking about an issue. Another estimator comes in, peeks his head, peeks his head into my door says, Hey, man, check in with me before you leave for the day. I said, All right. About two thirty, two forty-five. Before I finally got off the phone with my sub, so I get up, make myself into his office, and I sit down. And I'm thinking he's fixing to ask me some questions about some estimates or something. That's where my mind was going. Sorry, you know, I, I'm human. <laughs> I was at work. I was at work. I was at work. Yeah, my phone rings too. <laughs> I go walk in his office, I plop down, and Jesse looks at me. He says, can I ask you some Bible questions? (laughs) Okay. I said, well, sure. We sat in his office for over two hours. Availability. Availability. That's all it is. All he wants. That's it. That's it right there.
1: Yes, sir.
0: And it just so happens some of his questions that he was asking me had to coincide with y'all's podcast. Look, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Don't be weary and well doing. Yeah. <laughs> you reap. <laughs> and we got to talking, and I said, Well, Jesse, I said, just so happens, I said, uh My pastor's podcast had to deal with this very subject. He says, send them to me. So I'm sitting in my chair, in his chair, and I text him to him. And we get to talking about the things of God and the oneness of God. And he says, he got talking about the Trinity. He goes, you know, I don't understand the Trinity. And I said, neither did I. Tradition. oh. He said, man, he goes, I'm trying, I try, I try to understand. I said, Jesse, you won't understand it because it's not real. He says, well, is there a scripture in there that talks about the Trinity? And I said, no, there's not one. (laughs) But there's one God. (laughs) His name's Jesus. (laughs) And we got to talking about the oneness of God, and I started telling him some one God scriptures, and, man, his eyes started opening up, and he goes, man, I said, I kind of start seeing what you're talking about. So, I, so I, put, I put two and two together. And I said, when I get to church on Sunday, I'm buying two more of your books. <laughs> Hallelujah. Guess where I'm going Monday. I'm going to Jesse's office. And I'm going to say, hey, here's you some books. I told him I was going to give them to him. He says, I want to read them. Oh, God. <laughs> Availability. Oh God! Don't sell yourself. Sh- I, I can't get off of that for a minute. Don't sell yourself short. Right, Hallelujah! I just I I don't know the Bible very well, and I don't know. I, I I'm intimidated. And they might ask a question that I don't know. Let them ask. Yeah. When I very first got in church, I wasn't in church for two months yet, brother. And not to, not to pat myself on the back, but I was just available. And I finally, I finally found this truth. And so I wanted others to know about it. So I wanted to go teach Bible studies. Been in church two months. I was teaching eight Bible studies. Was it intimidating? Oh, yeah. Was I scared? But he's faithful. Yes, he is. And when they would ask a question that I didn't know, I didn't. like. I, I, I just looked at him and I said, well, I, I really don't know. It's a good question. I tell you what, I will find the answer for you and get back with you next week. That helped me to know more about him. So I could tell them. Hallelujah. Come on, Brother Nelson, get on with it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Talking about that foundation, that foundation. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. That being said, let us know that the direction the apostles and the prophets took was in reference to this cornerstone of Jesus Christ, and that cornerstone is truth and life. John chapter 14, verse 6 and 7 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him, hey, and you have seen him. Also in John 17, 17 says, Sanctify or make holy, purify or consecrate them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Ho! Thank you, Jesus hallelujah hallelujah John 1 and 1 1 and 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning the same was and the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men say what you want to see your way through this dark world in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God verse 14 says and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth hallelujah let's give him a hand clap of praise Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, God, hey, God. We as a church are built upon the foundation that's solid, unmoving, unchanging. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalms 12, 6, and 7 says, The word of the Lord's are pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O oh Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. My, my, my! I got to, I got to wondering just what the significance of that. The pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Albert Barnes says this about it: it says purified seven times by passing it seven times. That is very often through the fire the word seven in scripture denotes complete or perfect number and is often used to denote frequency the idea here would seem to be that the process was repeated until silver became entirely pure the sense is that that the word of the lord the words of the lord are perfectly pure there is no admixture of falsehood There is no admixture of falsehood in his statements. There is no deception in his promises. There is no flattery in what he says. This is the ground of confidence on the part of the psalmist. That while men, even those who profess to be good men, so failed that no reliance could be placed on their statements. The most perfect trust could be reposed on all statements of God hallelujah oh God you can stand on his word hallelujah Luke 21 33 says heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 10 through 12 says, And thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old, it doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Knowing this, we can trust and put our confidence in this foundation of truth and life. Hallelujah. But once the foundation's been laid, then the construction of the building begins or the framing of the building can begin. You can drive around not too far from this church, and come across subdivisions being built with homes in different stages of construction. Each one of these homes had what is referred to as a lumber package. That lumber, the lumber supply will take a set of house plans and blueprints, and they will take off of that, and they will put together a lumber package so that that framer can frame that home according to those plans. In it you have various sizes and dimensions of lumber. 2x12s, 2x10s, 2x8s, 2x6s, 2x4s. These different pieces of lumber are all the sizes they are for a particular purpose in the framing of the home. With names given such as Floor joists, rim joists, wall plates, studs, ceiling joists, rafters, common jack, valley rafters, subfloor, decking, roof sheeting, soffit, fascia, etc. All these pieces of lumber are then cut and configured to frame together to build a solid home for a family to live in. But that lumber that was used went through a process. What you see stacked in the lumber yard looks much different from the trees standing in the forest. The trees are cut, hauled to the sawmill, sawn into its dimensions, and then put into a kiln with temperatures of anywhere from 140 to 240 degrees Fahrenheit. This heating process is used to dry out the wood, which prevents the lumber from twisting and bowing out of shape. We, 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 who are part of the church have gone through a similar process as well. Just as the trees were cut or separated from the earth we've been called out from among this world. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 says, "Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you; and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty." Hey, hey. But it don't stop there. You've been called out. But guess where you got to go next? Gotta go to the kiln, and just as that wood went through the kiln to dry it out, we, we have a tendency. We, 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 we gotta go through there. First Peter four and twelve thirteen says, "Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings that." When His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Also, in Second Corinthians chapter four, verses verse seven through eleven says, "But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about Him." Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also, Jesus, might be made manifest. Do you get that? Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal body. Hallelujah. Talking about the framing of a church. The purpose of your trials not the purpose of your trials to form you to his image. It's not intended to destroy you. A lot of times I know we think, you know, oh man, I don't want to go through a trial. But how are, you going, how are you going to be made and conformed to his image if he doesn't put you through some? How are you going to find out that he's faithful if he don't put you through some things? It's just the same thing as in the natural growing up as a boy. If I was just left to my own devices, that had been a lot of trouble. But when I started to veer, my dad would grab me and he'd get the leather and me and him would go and find out what uh, not sitting down for a minute was about. That's called correction. But once that happened, that put something in my mind going, oh, that wasn't a good direction. I'll stay going this way. It's the same way in living for God. If I want want to be useful, if I want to be, be, be framed into this body of this building i've got to let him work on me hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah paul in second corinthians gives us a great example of the purpose of these trials and second corinthians 7 or 12 verses 7 through 9 says lest i should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations Sometimes our pride gets in us, and he's got to take care of that. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mostly gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That lumber looks nothing like it did when it was a tree harvested out of the forest. And one can only imagine if you looked in if you standing there looking in the lumber yard, what that tree must have looked like when it was standing in the forest. But in First Corinthians chapter six verses 9 through 11, it says, "Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, be not deceived." Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But. That wasn't the end of the story. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Also in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through, yeah. And ye hath quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins. Mm. And you hath he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins. Yeah. Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversations in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God. But God. But God who is rich in mercy. For his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and the kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves; it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For you are all his workmanship, all his workmanship, all his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye, being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcised, uh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands that all that time we were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants and promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, In Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down, broken down that middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, for made himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, And came and preached peace to you which were afar off and unto them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers. Here we go. You're no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are building together for a habitation of God through his spirit hallelujah hallelujah I ain't what I used to be
1: by his mercy by his grace I separated myself from that old world. Made my way down
0: to an altar. Repented of my sins. Died out to the old man, telling God, I'm sorry.
1: Get up from the altar. Raise my hands.
0: Scared to death. People all around me praying with me. Thinking, what in the world have I gotten myself into? Confused. And finally, finally, I just... I just shut all the noise out and I just said, God, I, I don't know. I don't know what all this is about. And, and if this Holy Ghost that they've talked to me about is true, give it to me. Right. Yes, and can I tell you, when I did that, it was like this hot, only way I can describe it is like hot oil started at the top of my head and went all the way down to my feet and my mouth started just saying it and, and in my mind I'm going, what am I saying? and the place went ballistic and God filled me with the Holy Ghost and can I tell you this alcoholic is not an alcoholic anymore tradition didn't help me Bishop tradition didn't help me. No. You see, I, I tried to find every loophole. I really did. I thought, man, you know, I sat in Bible study after Bible study after Bible study. And I thought, man, there's got to be a way that I can get just enough of what they're talking about and still kind of stay over here. that I don't, I don't have to be that radical. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now look at me today. God, God gets the last laugh. Tried to get out of that alcohol for years. Eating speed like candy. Waking up in the morning looking at myself in the mirror and saying, Man, you did it again, didn't you? hating it all the while. But when I got the Holy Ghost, I got free. So I say all that to say this just to kind of help help you understand my radicalness, my worship, and I don't, I don't mean to be offensive. That's, that's, I, I don't mean to be that way at all. But, but you see, I, I, I was dead to sin. And now I'm free. I'm free. And to come into this house and to know He's here. I want him to know, hey, I still remember what pit it is you dropped me out of, and I'm still thankful. Yes, 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 yes. I'm still thankful. Whew. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is one of my favorite scriptures, because I needed to hear this when I When I got the Holy Ghost 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things become new let's lift our hands to him uh, just a minute right here ika ka 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 mapo chele Oh god Ni Oh Hallelujah 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 Oh god Hallelujah 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 Oh, God. But God didn't save me for me to just sit on a pew. Say, well, i got the Holy Ghost now. That's all there is to it. Uh-uh. No, just as it is when that lumber arrives on a lumber site. The framers begin to say, "Grab them two by twelves. Grab them two by tens. We need headers made." And they begin and they grab their their tools, and those tools consist of saws and and and, and, and speed squares and and and, and, and jigsaws, and they begin to cut that wood into pieces to be framed into that building Hebrews chapter 10 verses 23 through 25 says let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised and let us consider one another to provoke one another unto good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see that day approaching as I said before earlier in my message, you would hear terms going on a framing side of the floor joists and rim joists and studs and rafters and the different dimensions of lumber, 2x12s, 2x10s. They were dimensioned in a way so that what was built from those things could be solid. I want to take a minute here and I want to let you to know We as the church have been fitly framed together. Fitly framed together. God has put us in this frame, in this building as he sees fit. Some of us are floor joists. Some of us are studs or rafters or ceiling joists. But you have a important part in the construction of this building and 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 if I don't show up how can the building be fitly framed how can the stability of that building be framed if I'm missing if I'm a floor joist pastor and I don't show up you can't put decking down if you can't put decking down you can't stand walls oh it don't matter if I'm at church tonight We need that floor, Joyce. Oh, it's just it's just it's just pastor getting on. Do we just need to be a church? Think, think what you just said. You're part of this body. You're part of this building. Fitly framed together. If you go and you drive along and you look at these houses and you'll see them before they start sheeting them and you'll see the rafters all done and you realize those rafters are holding up this huge beam which is a ridge beam. If there's only one rafter, that ridge beam's not going to stay. And those rafters are sitting on top of studded walls and if the studs didn't show up well there's no rafters being laid hallelujah you're important you have a purpose oh well you know I don't like being a stud I want to be a floor joist how frustrating would that be frame a house with two by four floor joists you wouldn't have a house Especially if I come see you. <laughs> You'd have a basement real quick. <laughs> see, that 2 4 wasn't engineered to be a floor joist. And that framer knows, hey, we can't use 2 4s for floor joists. Boys, we've got to use 2 12s or 2 10s We've got to use this lumber for floor joists. Be content where God puts you. Be content where God leads you. So that the whole building can be fitly framed together. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. We are to provoke and un, unto love and to good works. We're not to complain, we're not to grumble, we're not to question. We're to provoke one another. We're to help one another. Synonyms for the word provoke are these encourage, excite, fire up, impassion, incite, instigate, move, peak, rev up, spark, stimulate, stir. We need to push off the negative and grab on to the positive. Hey, hey, we can. you, you said it a thousand times this Sunday. We can find negative anytime. time. We can come into the church. We can find problems. You can look at me and say, Brother Nelson, this, this, and this is wrong with you. And I have to agree with you. Yes, you're exactly right. But at least I can go through a buffet and hold my own. And after this last week, Katie, bar the door. (laughs) I get my feet underneath me. There's not a pizza pizza buffet that's safe. Hallelujah. But we're to help one another. Excite one another. Whoever's leading worship, get with them get with them cuz we you in in leading worship can i just give you a spoiler alert in leading worship can i tell you how much it helps me personally to see you come up front sure that gives me that 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 that's like okay and you can feel the atmosphere change And you can start to feel faith begin to build, and it's just like a snowball, and it keeps rolling, and it keeps rolling. Hallelujah. Oh, but I'm just a stud. I'm just a stud over here. I wish I was a floor joist. We need studs to get in the game. We need studs to get in the game. Let's let's encourage one another. Hallelujah. Let's encourage one another. Let's provoke one another unto good works. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Psalms 133 and verse 1 says, A song degree of David says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I love you guys. I love being with you. It's good to be here. It sure is. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Have you ever... Come away from spending time with a brother or sister feeling excited about what God's doing. Just sitting together talking. And you get ready to leave. Say, I gotta go. And as you're driving away, you're thinking, man, I feel I feel encouraged. I feel excited about doing a work for I feel like you know getting involved. I feel like I feel like being, you know, getting in this thing. Iron sharpeneth iron. Hallelujah. It's when that iron sharpens that iron, it makes that knife useful for its purpose. When we get together and we get to get to fellowship and we get to sharpen one another, we get to encourage one another so that we can build our faith and that we know that when we leave and we can rest assured we're not alone in this thing. I've got other studs in this wall pastor that I can rely on to hold this whole thing up so'm I'm, I'm good I'm good and're we've got a good frame going on here hallelujah hallelujah let's look back at the portion of our scripture in Ephesians chapter two verses 20 through twenty two and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Thayer's definition of fitly framed together is joined closely together. There is strength to ride from the knowledge that your brother and sisters are there. Ecclesiastes 4 and 11 and 12 says, Likewise, two people lying together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. I'm wanting to drive home the point that we are together. We are together. Just in this past week, we've seen our church rally to help parts of this building who are in need. We've seen brothers and sisters getting online saying, I, I can take a meal to sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, I can, I can do this and I can do that. That's the body. That's the, that's the frame fitly together, helping one another, encouraging one another, helping to know that brother, that sister, you're not alone. We got you in this. You don't worry about it. We're going to bring you some meals. We'll get you through this. Brother Toby and what he's gone through. The church rallied and prayed and we've seen miracles done. But we're not done yet. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We need each other. We need each other. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to share a statement made by an Auschwitz survivor. His name was Mike Vogel. And I read this when I was touring the Holocaust Museum this fall, and he said this, talking about we need each other. He said, you had to have a partner. A partner to take care of you, and you to take care of him. A partner you could organize food with, and who would share food with you. You had to have someone to help, because if you stood by yourself, You couldn't survive. There were those people who didn't want to share anything. They were always afraid to share a piece of bread. And those were the first people to go. Even in the midst of that situation, Pastor, you'd think it'd make sense to hoard whatever you could get so that you could survive. But those that did it didn't make it. It was those that gave to their Friend, and said hey I've got just one piece of bread but I can tear it in half here you go when we come to church and we see a brother or a sister going through something do we fold our arms and look at them and say what's their problem or do we go to them and say hey praying for you I don't need to know what you're going through I just want you to know I'm here if you need anything you call me I'm here for you Hallelujah, hallelujah. God has a plan and a design for each and every one of us. It's our responsibility to trust him, to submit to him, and allow him to install us in the place he sees fit. Some of us are floor joists, some of us studs, etc. You don't want to be used as a stud for a rafter. We've already talked about that. You just got to trust him to let him put you in the place he wants you to be. Romans chapter 9, verses 19 through 20, 21 says, Thou shalt say unto me, Why dost thou yet find fault for who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say unto him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make a vessel unto honor and unto dishonor? Only you, only you can fulfill the purpose God has set aside. I want to say this. This is the year. This is the year to teach that Bible study. This is that year to spend extra time in prayer. This is the year to become more involved with church events. This is the year to talk to that coworker, friend, family member. This is the year to have families over for dinner. This is the year to learn how to play the piano. This is the year to learn to speak Spanish, etc. Things that we have felt God nudges to do in the past. We've, I know myself, Brother Hilton, I, I've kind of laid them on a shelf and let, let it kind of gather dust. But through this message, the Holy Ghost was dealing with me. Brother Nelson, it's time to take it off the shelf, dust it off. This is the year, son. This is the year I need to use you in this capacity. This is the year that I need for you to get busy in what it is that I instilled in you to do before. All right. All right. I don't remember how long ago it was when we all met together and we, we figured out who all wanted to teach Bible studies. And, and we met up at the front and, and people came and said, I, I'd like to teach and I've never taught. Have you taught one? I don't mean that as a rebuke. But I really feel the Holy Ghost is beckoning you. You can do it. Just do it. You can do it. Just do it. Remember, Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things, all things, through Christ, which strengtheneth me through him. We can do all things. All things. Hallelujah. Combine that with us coming together and provoking and exhorting one another to good works. How can we fail? I don't know about you church and this is I, I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to trying to get everybody hyped that isn't that isn't my MO. I, I don't do that. But I am excited about this year for some reason. Last year I wasn't quite so, you know, it was just still kind of. But this year for whatever reason, Pastor, I'm excited about 2022. In the church, in the church, in the church. We're going to go places. We're going to see God do. We've already, we've already seen God do things. A Quinn tuple bypass surgery you kidding me and he's home the widow maker 100% and he's home to me to, and, I, and I guarantee you I'm a little weird but to me it was almost like the, like the Lord was saying this is just the beginning This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. God has great things in store for Truth Church in 2022. people you ain't excluded the other night in prayer meeting pastor was asking about Abby you raised your hand hey, and you began to say I've been in touch with her since I felt the Holy Ghost And I said, thank God. Keep it up, sis. And not only reach out to her on the phone, but in your time of prayer, fall down on your knees and call out to God. You others, you others, you got got some part to play in this framing of this thing. Hallelujah. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. Oh, I got to wait till I'm 18 or 21, or I got to wait until this, or I got to wait until that. No, you don't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God can use you right where you're at. God has already used you, sis. All of this, all of the church service, it's important. It's important. But what's more important is what goes on beyond these four walls. I feel to go talk to that person, but I really don't know what to say. I'm talking to some young people. I I, I, I feel to pray for so-and-so, but I'm not not old enough. Yes, you are. Ikea. Let God put a burden in your heart for your friends, for people that you know that aren't saved. Let God put a burden in your heart. That you, that you, that you could intercede on their behalf and see them come to the knowledge of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to Him here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, fitly framed together. Fitly framed together. Oh, God, we're here together. You put us here together. You framed us together, God, for a purpose.
1: Oh, yes, you have. Oh, God, oh, God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Isaiah 54, 17. Somebody can come to the music. I'm done. says this, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment... Thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's all stand. Romans chapter 8, verses 27 through 31. Says, And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, we know, we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose.
1: If God be for us, who, who, who
0: can be against us? I said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Let's lift our hands to him right here.
1: This is a year Dust it off, child of God. Dust off. Dust it off. Tell God, all right, God, all right, I I got the message this year. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, God, with you, through you, through you. I can do all things. And if you're for me, who can be against me? Ia Pakaye.
0: There may be some listening online, there may be some even here tonight that are wondering, well, how, Brother Nelson, how how can I become a part of this framework of the church? Real quick, John chapter 3, verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, talking to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto them, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Well, Brother Nelson, how does how, that take place? Well, let's go on to Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Says now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, "Men and brethren, what shall we do?" You're asking the same question. What do I need to do? I've been there. What do I need to do to be saved? I'm not
1: playing games. I don't. Want, I'm not listening to tradition anymore. What's the word of God say? Men and brethren, what must we do?
0: Then Peter said unto them, "Repent." And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hey, for the promise, for the promise, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God
1: shall call. God's calling somebody. God's calling somebody. God's calling somebody. And with many other words, did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself! By all means, save yourself from this untoward generation.
0: Let's lift our hands to him here tonight. The Holy Ghost is moving. This altar's open. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh,
1: oh, God dust it off dust it off hey God I'm willing I'm willing this year I'm teaching that Bible study God I I know I told you I would but I ain't done it yet I'm I'm sorry God but this year with your help I'll do it yeah man I'm going to get more involved this year I'm going to get out of my comfort zone I'm going to get out of my little corner it's gonna be awkward. It's gonna be weird, but I'll do it. Oh God. Let's see, young people. Bind together, pray. God use us. Use us, God. Woo! use me God use me God that's Kaiser that's it Kaiser that's it let the Holy Ghost do it let tradition go let tradition go repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ take my for the remission of sins. My oh, Touch God. My heart. oh, God. You can use anything, me. Lord, you can use me Yeah, God. Yeah, God. I'm willing, God. I'm willing whatever me. you need, whatever piece of lumber you need in the building of this thing. Whatever it is, Lord, God, just use me! Oh, use me! Take